Just say it. <laughs> Just say hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Tessa Van Weed Show. It is me, Tessa, and Ben. Yep. And um, yeah, we're here to uh, have a good time. That's it. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we may as well jump into the question this week. Yeah. Okay. We're you know, totally like cold right now. We are cold. But yeah. that, what do you mean cold? Like we're not warmed up. Like Because it's really hot in this room. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not, that's not at all what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, we have not like prepared much. No. We just have a topic. Yep. And we're going to go. Like yep. we haven't rehearsed anything as usual. Yep. Um, this is raw. Yep. That's the, how we do it. The question in the book is what is your greatest extravagance? Hmm. You know, gosh, I don't consider myself a very extravagant person. No, but I, I know you and I know what you spend your money on. And I know what you're willing to spend your money on and I know what you're not willing to spend your money are, on. Are we talking about what we spend our money on or what we overindulge in? Oh, well, I guess I... I guess to find extravagance because to me, my mind automatically goes to overindulgence. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's look up the, the definition of extravagance. While you Two talk, Two very of educated course. people here looking up. At, this is, here's, here's what has happened to what? us. What? We no longer need to know anything. All we got to do is pick up our phone and look it up. And if there's some good to that. Absolutely there is. Like we don't have to store anything in our brains anymore. No. It's kind of sad. No. Okay. Extravagant. Lacking restraint in spending money or using resources. Oh, so it's specifically about what we spend our money on. Well, or using resources. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Um, well, I drive... What a- did you think extravagance was? I guess I just thought about like what you, like, what you do too much of, like drugs. <laughs> 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 well, I suppose you could use it that way, but yeah, I, when I think of extravagance, yeah, I, I think of an extravagant lifestyle, which is when you have a lot of money, you spend a lot of money. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I knew that. I guess I just, my brain went to what we overindulge in. Yeah, um, I get it. Maybe I was trying to force the conversation when I thought of overindulgence <laughs> rather than extravagance. Okay. That's possible. And it's possible. Um. What do I spend my money on? You know, it's funny because I don't like to spend my money on little things. I know. Right? Yes. Like, I, I, I could, really... I could probably, before you even go on, I could probably tell you exactly what you're going to say right now. I don't know. I but don't go know that, for it. Okay. Um, I, think, I think for me, like, I don't like nickel and diming our bank account down, like with Starbucks and with going out to eat, things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. With like little meaningless crap. Yeah. That just compiles in our house. We end up just donating. Sure. Yeah. Um, But I get really excited when we buy a new like thing. Big thing. Big thing. Like, I mean, not big thing, but like right now. Okay. Our microwave just died. Right. Right. I'm a little bit excited to open up a box. Really? Yeah. Oh, see that just... I'm like, oh, we have to I think, buy a microwave? No, I, I don't like spending the money on it. Like, if 
our microwave didn't die. And I tried. I tried to change the, cert, the, the uh, what's it called? The fuse. Yeah. That didn't work. Um, it fried it again. So there's something really wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and nowadays, you can't, like, I can go get a microwave for like 300 bucks. Or, or less. Or less. Or I can pay a technician 300 bucks to fix our old crappy microwave. Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense. It's kind of sad because the amount that it costs to fix it is the amount that it costs to buy a new one. Right. And this is like one of those really nice over the stove microwaves that has like a fan. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like your stove hood. Yeah. Right. So it's not just a countertop microwave that you can get for like 50 bucks. Right. Um, it's a little bit nicer than that. But there's something about, because I'm a tinkerer, right? Uh-huh. So there's something about opening a box and like unpackaging it. Well, like when we got the, when we got the, the podcast stuff. Yeah. And yeah, when we get a new phone, when we get a new computer. Yeah, I'm really into gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> um, doesn't have to be electronic, just any, anything that I can kind of fiddle with. Yeah, but you know? you know, do you understand why you're really into gadgets? Do you understand why that sparks a passion or sparks an excitement in you? Um, because I'm tinker. I'm a tinkerer. Yeah, but why? Why do you tinker? I'll tell you why. Oh, you have the answer for me? I do. I actually do. Uh, because you can figure out just about anything. Yeah, I'm a tinkerer. No, that it's different. That You have to have, uh, what I'm saying, take it, take it deeper, Ben. What I'm saying is that the reason why you like tinkering is because you can do that. Because you can figure things out, you can do it. The reason that Evie likes to pick up a pen and start drawing is because it turns into this amazing craft. Like it turns into this amazing picture. When I was a kid, um, I was probably maybe in fourth or fifth grade, like maybe nine or 10. Yeah. I took my bike completely apart, spray painted it black. I murdered it out. (laughs) Even before it was cool. (laughs) And I put it back together again. Uh And I was like, I, Why? I don't know. And I don't see, know. that's the thing is I look at that and that just does not appeal like, to me whatsoever. I tightened my spokes. And what's funny is like nowadays, the only way I would know how to do that, not on a bike. I mean, there's some, obviously I know how to do that. But like in the, back in the day, I didn't go like, oh, how do you do this? I should Google it or I should YouTube it. Yeah. Like nowadays there's a YouTube video for everything. Everything. Um, I know how to change brakes and rotors on cars. But it's nice to be able to watch a video of that specific car. Right. The car that we just bought our daughter, we had to put some new um, brake rotors on because it sat for a while and they got all rusty and crusty. And um, I know how to do it, but it makes it that much easier. I hate that word crusty. I love it. I use that all the time. I know. I hate that word crusty. Anyway, moving Um, on. Anyway, I I YouTubed 2004 Toyota Corolla rotor replacement and yeah. there's like 10 videos. Yeah. So it just gives you a little bit of like a head start on what to expect and the yeah. tools you need. But you were able to do but this kind of stuff way before all of in that. In like 1989. Yeah. I just, I don't know, maybe I asked a friend how to do it or maybe I just saw that the spokes had a little part for like a, a wrench to tighten. I don't know. I don't know how you do, but that's how your brain works. And that's a cool thing. And I think that that's actually good to bring up because I think a lot of times you get into your head about what you can't do yeah, and you forget to think about the things that you can do. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, I know that I can do a lot. Yes. But the things that I really know how to do don't like... Don't say (laughs) it. Yes, they do. You can literally take... They don't get you very far in life. Oh my God. Gosh, Ben Sandberg, you can take a freaking 
slab of cement and build a house. No, like yeah, that's yeah. insane. That's true. That's I'm, insane. Yeah, but I've learned that. I know how to do that now. Um, okay, so wait. So the things that we learn, let's not let's not take too much advantage of those. Let's just kind of put those down in the ground because those <laughs> don't mean anything. No. So like you become a doctor and the doctor looks at you and is like, well, I learned that. So it's not <laughs> yeah. really that You mean you weren't great. born with these abilities? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I definitely, I mean, because of my trade, I definitely like to tinker with like um, appliances and electronics and um, I like to install things. The reason that I don't like to do any of that kind of stuff is because I open the box and I look at it and I go, now what? Like yeah. this means nothing to me. Yeah. I can even read all the instructions and be like, yeah, I That's have no desire I, to I, do this whatsoever. I rarely read the instructions. I know. Um, but you know, it's weird because we, we, they always say you marry your dad. Yeah. You definitely married your dad. I, in many ways, in many ways I did not, but in many ways I did. In that area, definitely. In that area I did. My dad, when he was like 16 years old, um, put together a whole Model T. Yeah, he remodeled, remodeled a Model T. Yeah. Uh, no, he built it from scratch. What? You, how? (laughs) He had like the, he had all the parts and he just from an old model t from an old yeah but he took it all apart like your bike oh okay so yeah. he rebuilt it he rebuilt yeah. it it was crazy um and then one time he took my mom out and they the the steering wheel fell off while they were on a date <laughs> <laughs> i mean that happens to the best of us no and and what's what's cool about my job is like it's all problem solving it is and what's weird is no matter how no how let me start over <laughs> No matter how many houses I've built, every single new house or project that we do, there's always another problem to solve that we haven't done yet. Yeah. Um, You know, there's always new circumstances, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, fitting a door or whatever. But I think that's a really good thing to kind of, let's talk about the transition that you had. Ben got his master's degree in HR, in human organization and development. Back in... Oh, wait, what? It's what? human and organizational development. Oh, it's I I say it like um like uh, on the office where <laughs> what was uh what was Steve Carell's assistant? Uh, assistant to the <laughs> branch yes. manager or whatever whatever it is. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Um yeah, okay, whatever. So you say it correctly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so you got he got his master's degree in that, and over the years you had you had a job at a at a, at a um, it's called Options for Youth, and it was a you know it, it was a b- really large charter school, and you were the I was you, in purchasing. You were in purchasing as project manager, things like that, and then and then you tried being the manager. I started a, I started a print. You company. Started a print company. Then you started to be a manager of a doctor's office and all of that. Fast forward to then you then my business took off, so we needed to make a choice of what do we do now, considering the girls are still young, and so you got to be stay at home dad for a little while. Mm-hmm. But when it was time to re-enter the workforce, it was funny because you and I had a lot of conversations, and the thing that we realized is that even though you had all of this education, 
the fact is, is that the thing that made you happy and the thing that actually kind of got your brain thinking, because I don't know if anybody will ever be happy working, especially like you, but it... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's face it, you can do what you love, but most of us, if we had the choice... Right. If if we were like independently Most wealthy. of us, if we had the choice, we would wake up on a on a, a Monday morning and be like, should we go to the beach or should we like I don't know. I, hang I, out with our coffee? I don't know that like, it, let's take for instance, if you and I were independently wealthy. Okay. We would definitely be doing a lot of stuff. Sure we would. But we wouldn't necessarily be doing the stuff that we're doing right now. No, I think we'd be working a lot on the house. I think we would be doing things I outside think we with the be, community. We would be building our own houses. Yep. Uh, not to own, but like spec, yeah, houses. spec houses, I think we would be developing, like, uh, we would be expanding yeah. this business that you have here. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it would look different. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be like grinding, you know, yeah. every day. Like we do. Yeah. But all this to say, the reason I wanted to even bring it up is because, you know, we're talking about, um, we're talking about extravagance and like, it's funny because in this life, I think that one of the things that is becoming the most extravagant thing, I guess extravagance, not the word because extravagance kind of like when you spend a lot of money on stuff that you don't necessarily need. Sure. Right. Is that my thought process? Is my thought process right? You had to read the definition earlier. So maybe I'm the (laughs) wrong person to ask. (laughs) But I think it is really interesting because I think a lot of people get to the age that we're at and they go, what are we doing? Yeah. And why, like, are we, are we in the right path and all that? And you're a prime example of you then turn, you pivot and go to construction regardless. I, would say, I don't know. Did I pivot or did I slam into a wall <laughs> and had to change directions? <laughs> no, no, no. Here, I, I joke with the guys I work with cause they're, you know, I've, I've been called like the professor or a lot of guys ask me like, you know, cause I, I work with a lot of you know, um, really hardworking, really intelligent guys, uh, for sure. But, um, it's not, it's not a field that you have to be right. You don't have, have to have, have, a, degree to have for a, it. a college education for, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like one of the only guys. Um, and they're like, what, what did you do wrong? Like yeah. what, what choices did you make to get here? And I always yeah. joke like, Hey kids go to college, get a four year degree. Then Go to grad school, <laughs> get your master's, and you too can be in construction. <laughs> <laughs> the thing of it is, though, is you hear about those stories all the time. You hear about these lawyers who all of a sudden were like, I am not happy in what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm going to take a break and I'm going to go over here and do this. And they, it's not easy. It is scary. It is, you are not going to immediately start on top of whatever new thing. This is what I try to, I I try to help, you know, I try to help trainers who come in and they want to work here. I try and help new trainers understand. It starts with one client and it builds to two and then it goes to three. I mean, it literally is that you have to build from scratch. When people want to run into the next thing, and they think, I just want it to happen. Yeah. They're misunderstanding the process of any good person at, at their job is that there was always a time when you knew nothing about right. where you wanted to go into. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I kind of know where you're going with this. And for me, um, I mean, 
on my low days, just to be quite brutally honest, on my on the days that I'm kind of like tired and you know, weak. You mean minded. on Mondays? Yeah. Sunday <laughs> nights. When I'm really weak minded, I think, God, like, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could be I look at some of my peers, I look at my siblings, uh, I look at like my my your your brothers and I think I you know this I had a lot going for me when mm-hmm. I was when I was younger you know mm-hmm. I was top of my class um but I got to the point where you know I I tried to force what I thought would make me successful and it made me miserable yeah um and I finally decided what is it that I actually enjoy doing and unfortunately, what I find enjoyable, as crazy as it sounds, is working with my hands. I know. And I working I, with your hands, or even if you like move up into project management stuff like that, you're still building. You're yeah, still well, it watching it and overseeing matter, building. It doesn't matter how high up in our industry you you move up. You still end up digging holes every once in a while. You're tinkering. Yeah. So, um, I got to that point where I thought. I just, I like working with my hands and I don't know. Fortunately, I had the choice because right. you also have this business. Mm-hmm. Um, and between the two of us, we provide for our family perfectly fine. Um, but you do have to find that thing. Like when I get home at the end of the day, I'm exhausted yeah. physically, Yeah. but I'm not stressed do you remember those days when I worked in the office? Uh, yes. I used to manage offices Absolutely. and I would come home just miserable, like the the kick the dog syndrome. You know, yeah. you get home and you take it out on other people. Yeah, I did not want to be around you um, when you came home. So yeah, that I mean, that's my story in a nutshell it, yeah. of why I am where I am today. Is uh, It's kind of like um, if anybody ever saw the movie Office Space and yeah. the guy's like just miserable in, in working, their working for Inatech mm-hmm. <laughs> in his cubicle and at the end of the movie, he's like, you know, working construction with his buddy and he like loves it. Yeah. And, um, it's a great industry and it's full of actually very intelligent people. I think that that industry gets a bad rap because it is kind of like a guys can just fall into it. They can go right into it after being released from released from prison or whatever. But, um, like the math skills on some of these master carpenters and stuff, it's actually incredible. The, the, uh, it, it is one of those jobs that you actually have to use a big, a big combination of your yeah. physical skill as well as your mental. Not all, not all, um, jobs have that. You don't have to be very presentable though. That's the only problem. You can you sh- be just you can't a- <laughs> be presentable. Yeah. You come home and I'm like, oh. And you don't have to know how to spell very well. Yeah. I spell quite well. I'm sorry, um, but there is nothing sexier than when you walk in the door and you are dirty and sweaty and gross. I know you love it. I do love it. You know it. why? Why? Because that's how your dad was. <laughs> that's gross. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying you thought he was sexy. I'm yeah. saying that I think it gives you a level of comfort. Cause like if I wash my hands in that orange smelly uh-huh. soap that you yeah. that that mechanics use you like sniff my hands for 10 minutes <laughs> my dad always washed his hands in that orange soap and he was just washing he he always smelled like oil and that orange soap yeah like dirt and the orange soap you know so yeah that's a very good smell to me also one of the best things about my dad was his hands 
and you have very similar hands to him. You the can't hands, have... My grandfather, too. Yeah, you I, have to have manly hands. My grandfather, my dad, and my husband all had the same hands, and I love it. I want. I do not want the hands that have no cracks and black well, <laughs> in the cracks. <laughs> Remember, uh, when we got married, my wedding ring... Um, like I can't even possibly fit it anymore. I must have had the littlest hands. You did. You had married. skinny hands, but yet at the same time, you I also still worked hit, with them. I also hadn't hit puberty yet when we got married. So. That's true. That is very true. Ben looked like he was uh, twelve so, up until last year. Uh, enough about me. Yeah. What why? do you? What is your extravagance? Wait. So let's go back into your extravagance, though. Like we we veered off on, about your job, and I I think that was a really cool like. I think that people are constantly trying to figure out like, okay, I really hate what I'm doing right now. And I, my biggest suggestion is find what your passion is. And tinkering has always been, tinkering is a small form of how to say you were meant to use your brain and your body for construction. Well, you know, what's funny, you know, all of those um, career assessments that you take in like yeah. high school uh, and in college, I remember specifically <clears throat> in college uh, or, and in high school, it said um, you should be doing construction oh, weird. or, uh, you know, something having to do with repairs yeah. and maintenance. And I, I was always like, no, I uh, came, <laughs> I came from a white collar family. Like yeah. I'm going to be college educated right. and that's just the end of it. That's funny. And then same thing in college. I took a career course my senior year. It's just a fluff course that I was just trying to like, you know, get the credits for. And it was the exact same thing. Um, yeah. You take those like Myers-Briggs or whatever. Yep. And other tests, and they all pointed to that. And I always said, "Nope, that's that's." Now I'm in college debt. I like I have debt. I have to pay for. So yeah. I'm not going to go into the trades. Right, right. Uh, and here I am, you know, over 20 years later in the trades. Yeah, but I also think that that that's something to think about, though. Too is is your the the what you went through in college is definitely going to help you in the future. Like, oh, I 100%. mean, you experienced something that, and you learned about human and organizational. organizational development. So an organization as in like a company. Yeah. Uh, and I, I will say, I don't want to minimize um, my college education by any means because it has, no matter what job I've been in, yes. it has gotten me into the level the that, next level. that most guys can never get. Right. Um, right. So kids, go to college. <laughs> but don't get into... Or don't. But, you know, do what you love, but also, you know... Uh, work hard at it. <laughs> well, like we, I was talking to the guy that I work with and um, he went into trade school out of high school, you know, and, and he got his like actual trade school certification, which is kind of like our, like in my industry is kind of like the college, yes. you know? So it gets you all the education, but education doesn't give you experience. Right. And that's what I found going to college. I focused so much on my studies that when I graduated and got into the workforce, Everybody was like, well, do you have any experience? And my answer was, no, I've been studying. Right. That's what the first line on my resume says. Yeah. College educated, you know, bachelor's degree. Um, so I don't know. Um, everybody has a destiny. Yeah. Just do what you love. Well, and the thing is, is like, don't be afraid to switch gears. Yeah. Don't be afraid to, I think the problem is, is we get stuck in these rules. Your rule was that you went to college. So therefore you must be a white collar worker. Well, Why? I, if I'm really honest. Why? Why not 
go to college, do what you let. My dad went to college. He got a full degree and then he, and then he continued the business that he'd been yeah, doing but, his whole time. I mean, he studied agriculture knowing that he was going to take over his dad's business. Correct. Yeah. So he had a very specific trajectory. Um, yeah, I, I forgot what I was going to say, yeah. but it was really important. Was it? No. I no. Don't know. Okay. Well, so the reason I was going back was because I've always known when I asked you that question about extravagance, I always know that you are, you cannot stand the nickel and diming. But what's funny is I, I remember the first time, like I was so used to you being like, no, we can't spend that. No, we can't spend that. No, 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 stop. You know, like stop going to, because to, one of my favorite things to do is spend time with somebody at dinner. Because you really get to talk to them. They're not distracted by other things. We're eating. Like, it's, you know, whatever. Um, but you can't stand that. I prefer not to go out to eat, ever. Correct. And so we have... Well, I, I just, I actually want to change that. Okay. I love going out to eat, but there's plenty of places you can go out to eat where it's just like you pick it up and go. You know? Like a small, like, burger stand. Or, yeah. like, I don't need to go to some restaurant and pay 25% tip. And, you know, $30 for a... Yes. For a, Overall, it is the beer. money that drives you crazy about restaurants. If they yeah. were free, you would want to go. I, I mean, I guess. I never <laughs> thought of it that way. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I would do if it was free. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like... But then I remember, like, when you first... I can't remember what the first thing was, but for some reason, Italy is coming to mind when we went to Italy and like you wanted to buy something super expensive there. It's like a leather bag maybe or the suit or I, I cannot remember. And you're like, no, let's just, you know, it's it's about, you know, spending the money on something good. That'll and I, last. And I remember being like, I'm so confused by, by this. By the way, we do have a leather bag that we bought in Italy 20 one years ago. Yes. And it's awesome. And it's still in perfect it condition. Is. It is. That is very true. But I, but you get what I'm saying. Like I, the, it is just a mindset. It's like that for you, extravagance is, you know, like the buying the big stuff. Uh, I remember we, we had a, our drain in our sink, our kitchen sink got clogged up like six months ago. Yeah. And I didn't have the tool, believe it or not, to snake it out. So I called my, um, a plumber that I, that I use quite often. And he sent a guy out and of course it was on the weekend, uh, or no, it was just an emergency call because it was like completely clogged and I had to take the day off work to yeah, be there I to help that. him. I had to take, cut the drywall. Out. Anyway, um, he used a snake, a snake, uh -huh. like a cordless one. And I looked at it and was like, well, I could get one of those. Uh -huh. So immediately, cause it was like, they charged us like $700. Yeah. So I got on Amazon and I found that exact snake for like 200 bucks. And I'm like, buy it. So I bought it. It got, I was all excited to get the box. Yeah. I loved unpackaging things. Yeah. Open the box, kind of tinker with it, and then put it in my toolbox. Yeah. Never to be used again. No. No, I actually did use you it. You did use it. I did. But my point is that I remember the excitement of like oh. the anticipation yeah. of receiving it. Yeah. And it's not a tool that I, I've only used it once since. Now it did save us another $500. I was going to say, to call you spent $200, but then we didn't have to, yeah. to um, buy, yeah, to pay. But I remember the excitement of something that I hardly ever, ever How use. How funny is that? And yeah. see, that is the exact opposite of my extravagance. And you know that about okay, me. Okay, so what's your extravagance now that well, we're 28 minutes in? Well, <laughs> 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 you're so entertaining, Ben. 
I, my extravagance is, um, well, like I said, I tend to like, um, I tend to like the, like traveling Mm -hmm. and, and going out to dinner. If it weren't up to you, I would probably never leave town. Really? I, I mean, I think I would think about it, but it takes the planning. Like you're really good at, we just got back from vacation. Right. In, um, at the beginning of July. Right. So it's been like a month and a half. You already have the next vacation plan. Okay. And paid for. So here, here's the thing. So this is what, this is what my brain is. That's how my brain works though. That, but that is also what you love about me and how I get so much stuff done constantly. When we were moving to Hawaii, I wrote a list down and I we had 30 days to get here and I had everything done within 15 days. Do you remember what I was doing at that time? No. Panicking? A lot of that, but also <laughs> just like saying this isn't going to work. I, yes, <laughs> I totally remember that. You are very much like that. Um, when we were getting married, I did all of the planning from LA and we were going to get married in our hometown. And I remember we got, we got engaged and like, we were going to get married, like what, six months later. If you say so. Okay. And I had everything done by three months. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, but you're a really good planner. I am a good planner. I, and I do have a tendency to love doing it too. It's not work for me. Like I feel like it's really fun for me. Um, and so what's funny is we, like we got back from the vacation and my brain immediately goes, okay, what's the next vacation? We need to get it on the books so that we can pay for that. And then also make sure our businesses are taken care of. Yeah. That is the way my brain works. And so we, I got on it and made sure that we got our next vacation planned so that we could get that all done. And then that way we know what to budget for the next six months. Right. You know? So my extravagance really is, I love to take, I, I feel like the best connection we get with our kids is when we go on vacation. Other people don't feel that way. And that's that maybe if you don't have a good traveler as a kid, and that's that's totally fine, that some people don't have kids that are good travelers, and that's okay. But from the very get-go, Evie and Georgia were both extremely good travelers. Well, and I think for better or worse, vacations and traveling with your kids and with your family make lasting stories yeah like we absolutely as a kid we traveled to Iowa by car right from California wow all yeah. seven of us in an astro van <laughs> pulling a u-haul trailer <laughs> of stuff because we couldn't fit our stuff in the van because right. we were all in it right and I think it was fun I was pretty young I was in like fifth grade you think it was fun? um but all I remember all we talk about is how like we just drove and drove and drove and drove. Yeah. And how sick we got. And Well, you know. and they had this whole thing. I, I, we've talked about it before. The pee can. Oh, and yeah. The all pee that can. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. My family drove to, to Montana from yeah. California. So, yeah. I remember those kind of things. But I, my kids, you and I with the kids, it's always been our best bonding moments ever. And so every six months, yeah, you need that as a family to bond together and to, you know, to, and one thing I will say is because of the pandemic or maybe not because of the pandemic, I don't know, but over the last year and a half, like my oldest brother 
and his wife, I love them so dearly. They, we've been able to get together for almost every vacation that we've taken. Yeah. That, well, that is the hard, kind of the hard thing about living out here in Hawaii. Um, when we do go to the mainland, there's this obligation to see see family. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is you end up using all of your vacation time, just visiting family. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with visiting family. It's just, you never do anything else. Nope. So we decided not too long ago that, you know, we'll, we'll always try to squeeze in some kind of family visit, whether we're in Southern or Northern California. Um, but we also try to do stuff that we feel will reinvigorate us. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, as a family, as, you know, as individuals just getting away from work. Cause it sucks to have to like use all of your vacation time that you build up at work yeah. to go and like argue with your family. totally totally Um, no I I love I love seeing my family I love seeing your family um but that is the thing that we've had to balance yeah right well we started having kids way before almost everybody else except for your sister your sister was the first one and so your sister always understood but you know there was a there was a time where we were the only ones besides your sister that had little little kids And I remember, I remember being like, when we would want to get together with family, we would like, we would all have this plan and then we would always have to go to people and we would, we would get all of our stuff together and we would bring our kids to everybody else and all that. And then when everybody else started having kids, I remember them calling us up and being like, okay, oh, we can't come to you. You've got to come to us because we have kids. Yeah. (laughs) We had kids too. What? Um, I remember being like, are you serious? Well, not only that, uh, one thing I think is- that just makes a very, like, when you take your kids around everywhere, you are teaching your kid to be adaptable. And that is yeah. the most important gotta thing. you got to teach your kids, You've gotta, kids to cope. Yes. Uh, the other thing that I always tell my family is, why are you going to have us waste a trip coming to the mainland when you could come to Hawaii? Right? And I stay know. for free. I know. Uh, and many of them do take advantage of that. Yeah. So, in fact, my sister's coming this month. I know. I'm, I'm so excited. Um. She's coming right before my launch, which is funny because she came right before the launch of the other one. (laughs) The Rockets? (laughs) My book launch. Oh, right. Okay. Babe, by this time, I think that the four people that are listening know that I'm launching a book. Ben gets so irritated when I don't make a full statement about (laughs) what I'm talking about. You just said my launch. It almost sounded like lunch. People who are listening probably know that I'm an author. So therefore, they know that the launch, what other launch do we have? I don't know. So, yeah, but it is funny because I, that is where I'm extravagant. I think that it's, you know, what's funny eating is, with people and then, and then, you know, travel. What's funny is I don't think people would be like, that's not extravagant. That's normal. I know. I know. Like, oh, you take vacations. I know. Like my brother loves cars, right? Mm-hmm. Like he always has super nice cars and you and I are like, nah, like I don't want to, I do, I never want to drive a brand new car off of the, the lot. Now watch the next thing we know, the next kind of money we have, we're going to buy this I don't, beautiful no. truck. Nope. No? I will I will never buy a brand new truck. Okay. Mark my words. Really? Yeah. I okay. Just, Mark his words, everybody. I don't know. I just, I'm, I, it's not important at all what my vehicle looks like. Yeah. It's, it's a function. It's a tool to me. It's a function. So yeah. 
I drive the ugliest, oldest. Mm-hmm. I, I drive the first truck ever invented. Yeah. Um, it's a million years old. Yeah. It has no floorboards. I use my feet to make it move like no. Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you started to say that for a second. I was like, wait, it has no floorboards? I like, know, I could see your face. Like you were like, like oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just don't care yeah. about about my vehicle. And, you know. By the way, that's not because I'm stupid. That's literally because I'm extremely trusting. So anything that comes out of your mouth, I like am like, oh, wait, what? Like, I, I believe in you. I know. <laughs> Um, oh, Fred Flintstone. Yeah, so I don't, I don't see us doing that. What I really, if let's just say, let's just dream. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, don't go crazy, but let's just say we're millionaires. The reason why he says this is because don't go crazy is because I can dream better than yeah, anybody in it, the room. Don't take it too far. Just <laughs> bear with me here. Let's just say we're, uh, you know, um, I'm a professional dreamer. I don't know. What are you talking about? A let's millionaire? just say we're independently wealthy. Okay. Okay. I think that what we would spend our money on is travel. Yeah. And our house. Our house. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, not our house now, but I think we would probably buy property yeah. and build a home. Yeah. You know, because we've always dreamed about You don't living. think we would buy or, or we would, I think we'd spend money on our house now. Oh, oh no. We would definitely spend money on our house now. Yeah. But that's not really extravagant because it's already pretty cool where we live. Yeah. We don't have to do that much to our house. I think we would buy land because our dream has always been to live on acreage, right? Yeah. Um, I think definitely that's something I that you and I are thing, both on. I think the thing that is that is interesting is, you know, our world up is made up of, um, gosh, the, everything is extravagant. Like if you, uh, you, I watch these people on Instagram and like when we, if we ever find ourselves scrolling and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, look at this, look at this house, look at all this stuff, look at, you know, I walk into some people's houses sometimes and the amount of stuff that we can accumulate is insane. Yeah, pack rats. Yeah, and I, what's funny is I feel like it, the stuff that we have around us even congests our spirit and our soul. A hundred percent. Yeah. When I feel, when I. I did not expect you to agree with me that much. I love that. No, when I get home, if I feel like it's cluttered. Yeah. It drives me, I can't focus. Right. Like I literally can't focus. I can't relax. Me either. So that's why we tend to keep things as simple as possible. Yeah. Well, there's a whole minimalist movement that they they even have a documentary on like Netflix or something like that. Yeah, you know like what that. we're not minimalist? What? Minimalist what? about? You've now done that twice on this. Minimalist <laughs> is a funny word. You know what we are not? What? We're a little bit extravagant with animals. Aww. And I think we have to admit that to ourselves. Yeah. And I think our family would agree. <laughs> <laughs> because I think we're growing out of that, though, to be honest. Like, we have a full set of animals right now, but one of them's going to pass very soon. Yeah. And a the, the couple of the, there's two other, or three other dogs. The One of them is not ours. It's my mom's. And um, they're getting older. And I don't have... Yeah, but he have, could live like 20 years. He's small. Uh-huh. I don't have the desire because my desire to travel is getting bigger than my desire to have Yeah, it's animals. it's hard to find a house sitter, even though we have a really great one. We have a great one. Um, and hopefully she she will always continue to watch our house. 
Um, but it's, it's, it's hard to find a house sitter yeah. when we travel when you have 3,000 animals. <laughs> the chicken is the worst. The chicken needs to go. The chicken attacks my feet every single day. And I don't care how much it attacks. Bothered. It crap. I mean, chickens crap everywhere. Yeah, they really do. And uh, it gets really old. Yeah, but our daughter absolutely loves that chicken. I know. Oh, Maggie the chicken. Oh yeah. my gosh. The, sh- I found her as a little chick and we did not know what this chicken was going to grow up to be, whether it was going to be a hen or a chicken. A rooster, you mean? I'm sorry, a rooster or a hen? It was definitely going to be a chicken. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> so, you know. It we, wasn't going to be a dinosaur. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh my gosh. Now that would be a, that would, that's a story waiting to happen. I think it's been done. Somebody finds a dinosaur? Yeah, like a dinosaur gets into a chicken nest or something. I don't know. <laughs> We've been. Just don't. Or like a lizard. I don't know? know. Anyway, it's funny because I found this chicken and our daughter absolutely loves this chicken. And this chicken is the most aggressively mean wench. Kind of. Ugh. Kind of. What do you like, mean you kind can, of? You can hold her. She'll sit on your lap. Yeah. But there's certain times where like sh- there's certain dogs she does not like. She does not like Mr. Tibbs, our English Mastiff. Who's going to die soon. She's yeah. picking on an old man. Yeah. But she doesn't mind our little chihuahua. No. Like they hang out. <laughs> well, she sometimes goes after his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's probably why he's blind. <laughs> we, have a, we have a little chihuahua that's blind. He's actually like almost he's actually blind yeah he's yeah. almost completely blind and i don't i don't think just to be clear i don't think it's because of our chicken no it's not because of our chicken uh we're not abusing our animals <laughs> um but, but yeah, yeah we, we are extravagant with animals and they need you know 80 percent of them need to go <laughs> sooner than later <laughs> they will the problem is i love animals yeah you know this i do when we, uh, my, I rely my on most, this when I want to go get a new one. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Tibbs, the English Mastiff that we've had, he's 12 years old and he's like way past his time. He's very old. He was my buddy. Yeah. You know? But I'm, I'm having to like emotionally detach myself because I Me know too. the end is near. Um, but our, we have a pit bull mix named Houlihan, but I call her chicken. Her name um, is Margaret Houlihan from yeah. MASH. So we call her Huli and in, um, in Hawaiian, huli chicken is rotisserie chicken. So I call her huli chicken. So her name is just chicken now. Anyway, she is my most precious dog ever. Yeah, he sniffs in her ears and says she's it smells like, good. She smells like feet. She is the sweetest thing on earth. And she is the only one that I need. Yeah. <laughs> All the rest can go. Yeah. Well, she's what, six now? I don't know. Yeah, she's getting older. Yeah. I know. You know, they don't live that long. They lived a, like 10 to 12 years. Yeah. So it is amazing as you get it, they, how quickly this luckily happens. Luckily, we do have a house sitter. Um, and there have been times where I've put it out on Facebook. Hey, we live in Hawaii. We have a house on the beach. Yeah. Anybody want to come out here and watch our house for two weeks? <laughs> right. And we've had people come and, um, you know, house it for yeah. us. Old friends. I had a student um, that I knew when she was in middle school. Yeah. And she's an adult now, but um, she came and house sit for us once. So if you ever want to house sit and you're good with animals (laughs) and you want to come to Hawaii, all you have to do is buy the plane ticket. Yeah, that's right. Because we have four cars and a house you can stay in, in Kailua Kona, Hawaii. Right. Yeah. 
all that to say, we will we'll end at this point. But I think that like from this conversation, I think the things that we need to look at are. Are we going to learn something or are we just going to talk about ourselves? Uh, we kind of did both, right? Well, I guess we did. That's how I like it. Yeah both ben always leaves these podcasts like i don't want to learn anything i just want to talk about just whatever that's not that's <laughs> no that never happened and i'm always like what can we learn from this that's um so not true it is so true but what i know what i was going to say is you actually were something we could learn from i think that it is important to remember that what you're doing like you innately were a tinker. Tinker? Is that what it's Tinkerer. Tinkerer. Yeah. Tinkerer. Um, and what's funny is is whether you want to whether you see it or not, it guided who you are and where you ended up, right? Yeah. And so it's funny because I think we always think Well, it's oh, where well. I ended up so far. Yeah. Because it's always changing, right? It is always changing. Yeah. But the fact is is that that has always been a part of your life and has always the same thing with me like all these things have been a part of my life and I don't think people should be afraid of just being like this is not working for me yeah I got to move on I got to do something else like this is not it if you truly feel it in your gut then you got to be listening and I think yeah. that's the important part is people listening to what is happening within their soul like is are you being fulfilled are you appreciating what you're doing if not figure out what the best thing for you to be doing would be. I've had many of my peers come to me in the last couple of years. Um, guys that I like think are very successful, that are very successful yeah. monetarily, you yeah. know, financially, they're very successful. And I've had countless people say, I can't tell you how jealous I am sometimes that you're just out there working with guys on yeah. a construction site. Yeah. And um, and my answer is always, well, you can do it. You got to cut your salary in about two thirds. Right. Okay. So but that, you can do it. But that leads me into the second part of that is the first part is, yeah, if you feel in your gut, go for it, then do it. Right? Like I 100% believe in really feeling and listening to your body, to your soul, whatever it is that's moving you to a different direction and jumping. I believe in that. Here's the second, this is the caveat for that though, is you cannot expect to go to this second thing and immediately be successful at it. Right. <laughs> I, I will add, that's the other thing I say. You have to you can build do it. up. You can do it, but believe me, yeah. you're going to be really sore. There's, you know, there's a thing that I, I watched it with some, uh, uh, somebody else and uh, it was a different trainer and they wanted to start this whole thing and they jumped into somebody else's business and bought it and all of this stuff and was like, I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to do this amazing. And it didn't work. And the fact is, is because if you don't do the building steps, if you don't, yeah. if you have to be willing to at some point be like, if I'm going to jump. I'm going to have a moment where I may not make as much money or I may, I may have to work really hard and do two jobs. It's the oldest analogy out there. Yeah. You have to have a strong foundation. I understand that in order for me to be an, an author, I have to build up my readers 
and that could take years. So what am I doing? I am continuing my business. I am doing what I can to make money for my family, but I'm also working a lot. You know what I mean? And so it is funny because you do, and then sometimes you can quit your job and immediately have a success story. But how many times does that actually happen? I think that's usually the exception, not the rule. So I think that what I'm trying to say is when people get out of the job that they've been in and they're taking that leap of faith, a lot of times they can look at themselves and be like, well, it's not working yeah, because it's not making them money or it's not doing something quick enough. Okay. That does not necessarily mean that that is what it's saying. That may mean that you just have some more work to do and it's not the right time. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then the extravagance part, I really often tell my clients to like, I do actually talk to my clients about what is their house like? And if it's overwhelming and if, if they feel overwhelmed by their house, it's time to make a change there. Because I do believe that having too much clutter in our lives and too much stuff can actually really hurt us. You know? There's definitely science behind that. Absolutely. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, it is all there. Like we have all the, like if you walk into a house that is just overwhelming with stuff. Or if you clutter your life with too much responsibility. Correct. Yeah. Like by having 3000 animals. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time with that one though, because I have, I am building towards something. I am, I have a lot of responsibility at well, one time. Well, is if it's responsibilities that are, that are Leading. building towards something yeah. versus unnecessary responsibilities, Correct. like people who take on other people's problems. Yeah. Well, <laughs> guilty. You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Or financially taking on other people's problems. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I get it. So anyway, those are the things I think are good. Hey, I think that turned out okay. Do you? We did it. Yay. Yeah, I never we, I never doubted us. We babe. made a 50-minute podcast out of one question. <laughs> I never doubted us. <laughs> I know, me neither. We do this all the time. You, you and I, it's fine. But I want to just say, uh, yeah. We are going to sign off right now. If you guys uh, want to meet us next week, we will be back. And we'll be talking about something else. Have an amazing week, everybody. Bye. See you.